Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Cody Klein. And my name is Jessa Peterson. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing Kim Duckworth, author of the book, Parents Are You Ready? The Practical Guide to Launching a Successful High School Student, and discussing how parents can best prep their high school student for college. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Kim, to the College Parent Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's a real pleasure. Kim, can you tell us um, how can parents prepare their students for college? Being a parent is a a very, uh, very big job, Um, but I'm going to talk about maybe five things to think about uh, in in that preparation process while they're still in high school. These are kind of big picture things, um, but I think things we we definitely need to do as parents. Um, First of all, I would say it's very, very important to develop an action Uh, action or lack of action consequence profile in your child. Uh, They look like adults. Uh, They, especially when they're getting ready to head out that door for college. But according to the University of Rochester Medical Center and many other studies, they really aren't quite an adult yet. Uh, The rational brain, a child's rational brain is really not fully developed until they're in their mid twenties. Uh, their ability to resist negative outside influences and temptations, to do superior reading, excuse me, reasoning, and really true life balancing uh, really isn't complete until they get out of college. So uh, it's, that's many years away uh, for, for, uh, for high school students. Uh, so they really need to understand one thing that will be critical throughout their high school years and college years, and that's that there is a very direct and very limiting consequence to not getting good grades in school. So that would be the first thing, just helping them develop that action or lack of action and consequence profile. Um, another thing that I found is very important is really to help them Uh, I I say embrace their weirdness. Uh, When accepting his Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical, uh, Ben Platt said, the things that make you strange are the things that make you powerful. And they will find out that it is true, the things that make you different will give you more options um, in life. So everyone has excellence in them. And that excellence uh, can be developed to become actually a superpower. So helping them find it, uh, to do it, to to read about it, to know the history of it, to practice it, to teach it, to to debate it, to referee it, to perform it, to direct it, to create within it, to own it. That they need to know what that is for them because it's different for every one of us. So helping them embrace that weirdness will help them in the long run. Um, another thing, and, and again, this sounds a little maybe unusual, but you have to make them do stuff. Um, there's a clarion call, I think, out there now to get your children off of video games and social media and cell phones and do things, uh, experience things. So I would say another important thing is to encourage the do with your child. Um, And it's not just do anything. It's certainly do things that are consistent with who they are. But usually it takes a little while for them to figure out who they are and what they really do love to do. And the only way they're going to find out is by trying and doing a lot of different things. So uh, really encourage the do. Um, Another one uh, that's very important is just to read. Uh, And that sounds really basic. 
Um, but and I'm going to use the word read, not skim. A lot of the students that I've worked with over the years are outstanding skimmers, but they really don't take the time to read. And I, I hope we can talk a little bit more about reading a little bit later, um, because it it's going to be a shock, quite a shock for students going from high school into college and the amount of reading that is really required to be successful in college. Um, but I think with reading, um, it really causes you to think about things in different ways. It increases your perspective and acceptances. Um, it helps people understand uh, the innuendo, the nuance, um, things that are implied or, in, or inferred. Um, and it's just going to broaden, broaden their world um, and really help them believe eh, really in something that's something bigger than themselves. Uh, so I think reading, reading and becoming a good reader and loving reading is going to be a very important skill to develop in high school and then on in, into college as well. The other thing I think that's important that can be done at either a high school level or a, a certainly at a college level is really helping them develop what I would call a college bucket list. Um, it's a little more manageable perhaps than a life bucket list. Um, but what are those things that they really, uh, they, they want to have, have seen by the time they graduate or heard or read or become certified to do? Help them create, what do they want to visit? What do they want to have written? What do they want to have built? Uh, or designed? Um, what do they want to have discovered um, before they graduate from college? And it's very important to have them write that down and keep it in a place where they can see it every day um, so that they can chip away at that bucket list. Um, so I would say for parents, it's very important to help your child have aspirations and, and to keep them chronicled. Um, and there are lots of other skills, certainly, that, that are important for helping launch your child. Um, I think one uh, is knowing that you are, a, that a parent, being a parent, is, is different than being a friend. And it's often harder than being a friend. Um, sometimes you can be both, but sometimes you can't. And it's really maybe as a parent um, it's our job to bring forth, we're entrusted with bringing forth the best in that child. And sometimes you have to do that from a maybe just a little different place than just being a friend. So um, you have sometimes you have to have that that word no um, in your hand, ready at the ready. So uh, those would be something I would also say. Um, uh, as a parent, and certainly as a parent of a child who's launching off into college, um, is it's really to also embrace a phrase that I think was originally used uh, for nuclear detente uh, and kind of uh, for inter international things, but it's the concept of trust but verify. So uh, we have to, we certainly have to trust them as they go out that door. Um, but I, um, as an example, I'll use this as an example, um, grades in school, as a parent, when your child is in college, you don't get sent their grades anymore. Um, so you sometimes you have to trust what they're telling you. But with our daughters, I have three beautiful, wonderful daughters who are uh, college graduates. Um, but we would 
ask, as long as we were paying for their college, we asked to see their grades and that they had to maintain a certain grade point average for us to continue paying for them to go to college. Um, fortunately, they did that for um, all four years they were in college, but we verified. We definitely got a, a verification of what we were being told. So trust but verify, um, originally used for a different purpose, but I think it's a, a very handy thing to have as a parent as well. Um, and I think then lastly, I would just say, um, as a child goes to college, uh, helping them understand that asking for help is not a sign of weakness, that asking for help is actually a sign of maturity. And they have to not be afraid to find their team once they're in college, find those people that they can go to that can help them. Um, so I think those would be the big things I would think about maybe if I were to, to be talking to parents of soon-to-be college students. Uh, those are some maybe guidelines of things to start setting in place. Those are some awesome nuggets of wisdom. Um, I was even just thinking of the the one of the second thing you said about a uh, student being weird and how, especially going into the college environment, all they really want to do is fit in. But if they truly embrace that idea of, no, I am different. And that's what will make you set apart from your peers and actually lead to further success. I think that's a great reminder for parents. Absolutely. Well, and I would say, especially at a school like Belmont, where you've got some incredible artistic talents, um, they, they just need to find find their space, find out who, who they are and embrace that. Thanks, Kim. And for our next question, what are the forms of culture shock that exist between high school and college? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm probably would uh, be best at talking about some of that academic shock that goes on. Um, I'm not maybe quite as good with the wearing flip-flops in the shower, but the, um, the academic shock, I think, one of the biggest um, is the amount of reading, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the amount of reading your child is gonna be required to do. It will be overwhelming. Um, in high school, you might be assigned reading uh, that will then be discussed the next day in class. Um, but in college, that lecturer or professor will assume that the reading has been done and introduce new materials that builds on what was assigned. So if you haven't done the reading, unlike high school, you're going to get lost and it just gets worse um, as, the, as the weeks go by. Um, so if you think about it, in high school, a lot of times students are able to, to maintain a, a good grade point average by doing two hours of homework a night, maybe could be uh, five, six days a week. In college that changes though. The average college student spends 15 hours a week just reading. And then if you start doing the math on that, and then there's another 15 hours that they may be sitting in a classroom, and then another 15 hours that they may be actually doing work of some sort, either papers or homework or labs or other assignments. Um, that time adds up very, very quickly. Um, but they need, I think, a student need to really understand the unprecedented importance and volume of reading um, that they're going to be assigned to while they're, they're in college. Um, uh, secondly, I think another thing that's important, there's a point to the reading load, and that's really to help them become independent learners, 
no, they're not going to be spoon fed by the professors anymore. They're expected to get to a place of independent learning, um, really to become curious, I think, for the sake of just uh, the sake of wanting to learn. Uh, and they also need to take a big jump over the chasm of just analyzing other people's work to developing original thought. So uh, it's a, a big step, but I think understanding that's what is expected of them and that the game has changed in college, um, that that will, it can certainly help them be very productive while they're, they're in college. Um, a third thing I would talk about and is the importance of what I would call brush up before they enter college academically. So it's, I think it's pretty much universally accepted uh, with a foreign language, certainly, that language skills, if you don't use them, you lose them, right? But the same is gonna be true for other skills. So as an example, um, I know at Belmont, you have a very strong nursing program. Um, many nursing students will be required to take a chemistry class. Now, they may have taken chemistry in high school, but that may have been two or three years ago. So doing some summer or even during the break brush up study uh, before they start that college chemistry class can be very beneficial. Uh, what you may have learned in a high school chemistry honors, even honors chemistry class, uh, may be covered in maybe four or five days of a college chemistry class. So they're, they're going to be expected to know the basics going into that class. Um, and unfortunately, after even two years, many of that knowledge can be forgotten. So they want, you know, you're going to want to hit the ground running. Um, so a little brush up on those uh, classes that you may not have had for a little while can be very important to achieve that, that speed. Um, and then I think the, the last thing I would talk about is uh, what I would call academic self-regulation. Um, but direct translation of that is just that really need to become expert planners and have, a, a, I would say, as a parent, make sure you've helped your child invest in a, in a good planning system uh, for when they're in college. So, uh, and again, just going back to that math, if you think about it, if you've got 15 hours of class time, 15 hours of reading, 15 hours of homework, and then you've got fitness time, and maybe you're working work time, and you've got lab time, and you've got eating time, and you've got practice time, and you've got performance time and uh, social time, social time, very important social time, um, it, that it just all adds up. And, and you really do need to plan for all of those things. Um, and usually what happens is the sleeping time is the thing that gets hurt the most. Um, and you, you need that still to be to be healthy and to be able to get get through what's required of you in college. So I think just having uh, a maybe some, again, planning, a way to plan and self-regulate while you're in college um, can, can really be uh, an important thing to have. So those would be kind of think, four things that academically would be very important uh, to help your student with um, as they enter college. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I just want to reiterate that. I think that as RDs, Cody and I both spend a lot of time with students who begin to struggle in school. And a lot of that does come down to not being able to self-regulate, not being able to plan um, and things like that. So that is something that I would highly encourage parents who are listening to teach your child how to plan, teach them how to um, just balance their time and things like that. Um, but let's go ahead and transition um, to the parents. Um, so what have parents told you that they wish someone had told them before their child started college? There are a lot of those things. Um, 
I think there are a few though that I'll, I'll just I'll just mention. One of the biggest is just um, that your GPA and the the rigor of study of your child's uh, curriculum um, is very very important. And usually one of the things it's not the only thing that colleges look at, but it's going to be one of the first things they look at because the directors of admissions want to make sure that that student can be successful when they're in college, and they're the best way they know that those directors of admissions is going to be by looking at your transcript and seeing the difficulty of the classes that you've taken and how well you've performed in those classes. So I would say your while your student is in high school, one of their primary jobs is certainly maintaining a great grade point average in rigorous classes. So that would be, I think, the first thing parents are, they're often a little surprised at how much weight those grades can have um, in getting into college if, if that's the end goal. Um, also, I think being able to, a second thing would be uh, being able to not only have breadth, but also depth within the things your child is doing. And uh, to go after that world-class, I say world-class status in something, that passion that they have um, and help by helping them identify it and then just becoming really deep within whatever that passion is for them um, can also be very important. Another skill that students need to work on in high school that parents have told me they they really didn't know uh, going to getting into college now is very different than it has was when parents were going to college um, leadership is a very important skill to be able to demonstrate while you're in in high school and for some students that's hard um, but again if you look for opportunities Opportunities to demonstrate leadership in areas that are important to your child. Um, that's another way for them to differentiate themselves. And colleges like leaders, colleges like people that are going to, to contribute to the community. Um, so that's a, a, just another important skill that, that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, another thing uh, parents have told me is just that the college application due dates, deadlines are much earlier in the, child, the high school year than they remember. Uh, so just getting, just knowing uh, beginning of your high school year, that's when the, the process really starts of your senior year. Um, the other thing they I've been told is that people uh, think of summers as a time for uh, vacation and it is, but you also wanna use those summers wisely because it can also be a great time to develop skills for that child um, outside of the, what's going on in the high school, in the classroom. Um, another thing I've heard, um, uh, just parents, they're not sure, uh, and the testing is optional at many colleges now, but not all. And, uh, college admissions testing, the SAT versus the ACT, they wish they had figured out earlier which test was really the best one for their student, where their student could really shine. So an SAT test is more testing critical thinking skills, an ACT test maybe tests analytic skills a little bit more, um, just finding out which of those strengths your child has and can demonstrate on a college admissions test. I know of no college that requires both tests. Um, some colleges don't require any. Um, but it, it does make sense to find out which one your child is best at. Um, and that's uh, and can be a money investment too for a parent um, rather than having to invest a lot of money in preparing for both tests, figure out which one is the best for your child. Um, uh, the other thing I've heard is that sometimes high school counselors 
um, are very overburdened with a, with their workloads and that sometimes their focus is getting that child through high school. Um, it's not always getting them into college. So the, just know your counselor is there absolutely to help your child get through, but um, just remember that they have tremendous workloads. Um, as an example, the national recommendation for a ratio of a high school counselor to students is one to 200. Um, in my state of Arizona, that number is one to 600. So just know that those workloads can be very, very, very high. Uh, parents get very frustrated sometimes, I know, with high school counselors, um, but you just know what know what's going on on, on the other side of the fence. Um, uh, I, the other one I heard a parent tell me once is that um, they wish someone had said to them that resting, or to their child, that resting does not increase options, um, but doing things does. So uh, the idea is when you graduate from high school, you want that child to have as many options available to them as possible. Um, and to do that, you have to have been engaged while you were in high school and to have done things. Um, uh, don't, uh, another one, and this one goes back a little bit, but the other thing I've, I've heard parents say is they wish someone had told them, don't ignore middle school um, because you're, as one example, your math track through high school gets determined in middle school, the classes, the level of classes that you're taking all the way back into middle school, whether you're finishing pre-algebra or algebra or geometry in middle school will then determine what classes, math classes you can complete by the time you get through high school. So don't, don't completely ignore middle school. It, it, there, it starts some of the, the steps um, to get getting into high school and college. Um, the other thing is that resume building really does start in high school um, as, you're, as you're going forward. Uh, and the last thing uh, I would just mention, I had a parent say to me once was that they, they wish someone had told them how involved they did have to be in the high school journey, um, that you can't, you have to keep your eye on the ball. Uh, and you can't just expect someone, uh, a counselor or a principal or a teacher is going to be doing it all for you, um, that you really do need some involvement in the process. Um, I had one, uh, one example from uh, a parent who found out that their junior in high school, um, it, rather than being assigned books to read, the teacher was actually actually reading all of the, uh, not all, they didn't get through many, but was reading the books to the children in the class. So their child was not being ex assigned books to read. They were just, the teacher was reading it to them. Um, and that's not, uh, again, back to that concept of you've got to read, that child is not practicing a lot of the things they need to be practicing to then be a good reader um, once they get into, into college. So uh, that's just an example of kind of knowing what's going on in your classroom, high school classroom. Awesome. Uh, what I'm hearing is just that a little bit of intentionality goes a long way when helping your child prepare for the college experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So as we move towards closing this episode, Kim, is there uh, any, is there one thing that if our parents can remember and take away from this episode, what is that one thing that you'd want them to leave with? I think I would go back to the University of Rochester study and just say, although they look like adults, they still do need help with some big picture judgment. Uh, 
as they step into independence. So I think listening, asking questions, uh, letting them form their own answers, but and then listening to those answers can be very helpful as they go. Awesome. And Kim, uh, in terms of if people want to find your book or just want to find you online, where can they go to find you? Um, my book is called Parents, Are You Ready? And it's a practical guide to launching a successful high school student. And you can reach me uh, at the website parentsareyouready.com or you can email me at kim at parentsareyouready.com. Awesome. As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Kim Duckworth for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.